this is Jeff Cobra, and we welcome you to this Disney at Play podcast. Recently, we had the opportunity to visit the new Snow White's Enchanted Tale at Disneyland, which replaces as a dark ride the previously titled Snow White's Scary Adventure. We look at the original version of this attraction and how it was changed in 1984. We then compare the new experience today and note all of the individual scenes that have created for a happily ever after, while still keeping many of the scary moments the attraction has been known for over the decades. This is the original dark ride for Snow White and it is a beloved attraction. With special effects and projections, this experience is more enchanting than ever. Make sure you visit DisneyAtPlay.com because we have a very detailed outline as well as a video and photos and so much more. You definitely want to check out DisneyAtPlay.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe so you're notified of posts and podcasts as they come out. Well, let's let's talk about this attraction which has been so well known over the years. And th this is a uh, uh, and by the way, this is all based on my experience having been at the Disneyland Resort just prior to the 50th anniversary celebration getting underway. And and uh, we had a chance to visit all the Disneyland Resort and really hone in on Avengers Campus. So if you haven't listened to those podcasts, there are links at DisneyAtPlay.com to those uh, places so that you can have an opportunity to listen and check all of that out. We did a number of videos for a, a number of videos for Avengers Campus, which by the way, you ought to also check out J. Jeff Kober on YouTube, K-O-B-E-R, because that's going to um, send you to all of our videos. We have well over 150 videos uh, celebrating all things Disney, and you definitely want to subscribe as we bring new videos almost every week to that space as well. But let's rewind the clock. Um, this, of course, Snow White is the original full-length film that Walt Disney created back in 1937. And so it was only appropriate as Walt began preparations for the creation of Disneyland that there would be some attraction based on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That came in the form of a dark ride that would be housed in Fantasyland as you came through the castle and veered toward the left. Now, this was an opening day attraction, and, and the original look and feel of this was more of a kind of a medieval tent look, which was the case for almost all of Fantasyland. It had, they didn't have enough budget to do uh, elaborate building, so they kind of did this medieval tent look, but it did have an impressive mural in the boarding area. We actually have another podcast, I should do a link on it, uh, where we talk about Disneyland murals because they are uh, truly amazing. And um, that attraction, actually, the early ride vehicle had only one row. You just sat in a little tiny mine cart. Later on, the ride uh, vehicle ha had two rows. My guess is, is they probably created a two-row vehicle at the time um, 
Walt Disney World came out, maybe even before that, but um, but uh, by the time it got to its first major change in 1983, it had already been operating with two row vehicles. The idea in this was that you were actually Snow White. You were in the role of Snow White as you went through the attraction. And we have uh, a wonderful image. In fact, I purchased the book in the 50th anniversary of Snow White. This is before you could find anything and everything on, uh, on the internet. But it had a detailed outline of what this attraction looked like in its original day. And the original attraction, after you passed, after you boarded, it went into essentially what was one third, uh, one third mine, um, diamond mine, one third castle and or dungeon, and then one third haunted forest. And as you look at this, you can kind of see that there was an extensive amount that you went through in terms of the diamond mine. And, uh, and then you veered, and, and that's probably the portion that has changed the most over the years, or at least between uh, the original and the 1983 version. Then you emerge into the, um, the Queen's uh, castle slash dungeon. You saw a lot of skeletons. Um, you saw a lot of cobwebs. This attraction really followed the, the concept of dark rides, which were found in particularly fair type, uh, but early amusement parks, where you would go to a haunted castle or a haunted laboratory or some kind of haunted enclave and you would be met by um, Frankenstein or by scary monsters and so forth. And, and you get very much the same feel as you go through this. You eventually get to a scene where the witch is preparing the, wick, uh, the uh, poisoned apple on a cauldron. And from there, you then um, leave and go into the haunted forest with trees that were um, attempting in every which way to embrace you. In fact, I have to, I have to find if I can. It was so funny. The original, yeah, the original legend for this um, dark ride layout. Um, you would crash doors into the darkness, and then the next scene was the magic forest, and then the next thing was a grasping evil tree, and then the next thing was more grasping trees. And then the next thing, and this is, I'm reading it as is, still, more grasping trees. And then finally you came to the witch in the cottage doorway um, trying to, you know, give you an apple. And then a final scene before you emerge, and the witch was attempting, depending on the scene you saw, was attempting to either throw a boulder on you or a very large diamond. I think the original was a diamond. Um, it was a very different... Uh, different look and feel, but you escape and then you emerge out into um, the uh, exit and queue area of the attraction. And that was the original layout. It was scary. And I remember going on this. Now, the mural is not scary. You see the huntsman and you see the witch in the mural. But I saw it and I thought, well, Snow White, I love that ride. I, I, I love that movie. Let's go on Snow White. So I went on Snow White, and oh my goodness, as a small child, I was scared on this ride. This explains 
why I had a fear in me of going on anything that was called Pirates of the Caribbean, much less anything called the Haunted Mansion. In fact, in 1969, the summer, my brothers all went on it. Oh no, I stayed outside with my mom. I've been on Snow White. I know what these rides are like. I don't want to be spooked. I don't want to be freaked. And so it was because of Snow White, it took me until 1972 before I had the courage to actually go on the Haunted Mansion. That's how dark and dreary and scary and skeleton-y that original Snow White's Adventures uh, was. So what happened in 19... Uh, I say 83, I think I said several times, it's really 1984, where um, 83 was the construction period, 84 was when a new Fantasyland premiered. And the first thing they did was they removed that tent look and they created a castle motif, kind of the witch's castle or the queen's castle in its place. Now, what happened is they, while they were doing that, they also did the same thing with Peter Pan. They pushed that out and kind of created that kind of... Um, London steeple and then also Mr. Toad got his thing and then Pinocchio was added and the result of that is that there was no space for the carousel. The carousel got pushed back to where the teacups were at the time. Brilliantly they moved the teacups which was right behind the carousel over to where the Alice in Wonderland ride was near the Matterhorn. They then took Dumbo because they had pushed um, uh, they had created the Pinocchio attraction in the nearby um, Pinocchio Village House restaurant. They pushed Dumbo to where the um, Captain Hook's galleon or pirate ship was where you would go buy a tuna burger. And, uh, and so that got completely demolished and removed. And so we now have a small European village that occurs. And the big thing was when you looked up into the castle above Snow White, and it was called now, not Snow White's Adventures, but Snow White's Scary Adventures, you could see the queen opening up the curtains and then closing them. And this would go on all day long. So you could see that the queen was looking down on you. Now, by then, the ride vehicles have now moved to three rows. And we, for the first time, see Snow White in the attraction. In fact, the attraction begins on a happier note in the cottage, and that resulted in removing a portion of the mind. We come into a scene where the dwarfs are playing instruments and music, and you see Snow White on a staircase with a candle as if she's going upstairs. Um, that was really that moment where you saw Snow White and, and you, you identified with her. Then with that 1984 Fantasyland change, they added a lot of things in terms of fiber optics and special effects that were available at that time, really had improved the blacklight experience. Um, and then uh, the mural was completely taken out. The mural had a cottage put in its place, the Seven Dwarfs Cottage, and you kind of go into the cottage at the beginning scene. And, the, and a new mural was created at the exit point. So it was a, it was a different thing. Now, what did stay is um, uh, a couple, well, a couple of things I think were really important. Um, the magic 
mirror scene was introduced where we now have the queen looking into the mirror and then she turns around and it's the old hag. That's where that was introduced is with that change. We still have skeletons. We still have the cauldron. We do have a new scene with the hag in a boat and that was not in, as I recall, the original um, scenes. Um, so she comes out as if she's heading um, toward the Seven Dwarf Cottage. Uh, we also, and we see the witch with the apple um, kind of presenting that. Then we have a cliff scene. There was a slightly happy ending in terms of the book opened up and said they all lived happily ever after. But the last scene you had right before was the cliff scene. So that was kind of how all of that was laid out at that time. And, and that was basic, and it was a major improvement from the original Dark Ride. Uh, but it was still scary. Uh, even though you had a couple of moments of, of cheeriness in the, in the dwarf cottage, immediately as soon as you got out of the cottage, you see the witch at the, uh, at, the, um, at the scene of the cottage peering in with the crow. And so that had gone on since 1984. So it was... I think a wonderful opportunity to do something new. And that came in the wake of having done some projection effects and new work on Alice in Wonderland's Dark Ride, which took it to the next level. And then they said, well, let's see what this looks like with Peter Pan's flight. And that too, although it added a whole lot, although I have to say, I think, I think they did a even better job with Alice in Wonderland, or maybe just that Alice in Wonderland needed so much attention at that time. So with those two successfully done, they saw the possibility of revisiting Snow White and making it a little more enchanted, a little happier, uh, a, little, a little less scary. And that's the attraction which has been introduced this year. So let's walk through the new Snow White's Enchanted Wish. I've outlined this on Disney at play.com and you can also see it as we play it through the video. The first thing you note as you enter into the Fantasyland courtyard here is that you have a much brighter, cheerier building that awaits you before the castle here was really done as pertaining to the queen it had a lot of dark grays, some dark browns. Now we have much more yellows, blues. It's a much, it's a much cheerier, lighter color. And, uh, and it really actually adds light, which is important here in Fantasyland at Disneyland because so many times the mornings can be pretty, pretty hazy from the smog. And, uh, and so it's really nice to see something bright that's awaiting you. Then as you um, also come in from the castle directly into the courtyard, you'll see that there is not only a new sign at the entrance to the attraction, but also facing um, you as you come into the courtyard from the castle, you see that a new sign also awaits there, uh, letting you know that this is uh, an attraction that you could take advantage of. That's important because guests are going to veer toward the right and that right is always Peter Pan's flight right there and it gets very busy, very crowded very quickly. So the more that Imagineers can bring the guests to the other side 
of the road, so to speak, here. The better, uh, the better in terms of moving out the flow of guests throughout the park. Um, you'll still see as you approach this building that in the tower, the Wicked Queen, or the Wicked Queen, as Doc would say, still parts the curtains from the high tower. If you just sit there and wait, it's, uh, it's very visible, uh, not only during the day, but at night as well. Another little charm that um, is actually missing right now is uh, one that sat right at the entrance before you kind of stepped into the show building or into the building itself. And that was a golden apple that sat on top of a storybook. That golden apple is missing right now. Um, maybe, and what had happened is when you placed your hand on the apple, it then made this uh, little noise um, of the of the hag, you know, kind of ha 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 ha, you know, that type of thing. Uh, it's missing. That may be due to COVID. Perhaps it'll come back in at some point. Who knows where it may end up um, and whether it will come back at all. You turn a corner here and you come into what was um, the witch's chamber as you stood in the queue and in it was a storybook uh, and uh, proclaiming that the potion uh, will cause a sleeping spell and uh, there were skeletons in the room it was dismal and dark and dreary all of that has been removed and instead we see the very humble abode in which Snow White spent her time as as a servant to the queen in the castle. And this is her little space and, uh, and uh, little birds are at the, at the, uh, at the window. And it's, um, it's, uh, it, it ties more to Snow White as opposed to the queen. Also, what you'll notice as you are going through the queue is the cottage setting. This was added in 1984. And this cottage setting um, of the Seven Dwarfs has now become much brighter. It's much cheerier. It, uh, they've added, there were plants in front of it, but um, they've added more flowers and blossoms. They've added butterflies, even a couple of birds. It's, uh, again, much more inviting to, to visit. Uh, you will see as you approach that cottage, as you're standing in, the queue, if you look through the window, you will see that Snow White and her friends can be seen dancing via silhouette through the window. And it gives you an advance uh, clue as to what will occur as you uh, soon shortly enter the cottage itself. As you uh, get seated and boarded, there was always this little owl that was right in front of you. Uh, and I believe in the past it held a beware sign on it. It now has a hi-ho sign. It's a little bit more inviting. The owl always kind of had more of a design uh, aesthetic comparable to Sleeping Beauty. And you'll recall the owl that danced with uh, Aurora. And in fact, actually, the, the background behind it is a little bit more of the... Um, of the Sleeping Beauty look and feel than it is of Snow White. But at any rate, it is there. It just has a different sign in it. 
And as you now enter the cottage, you're boarded in your bride vehicle and you enter the cottage, you see all the dwarfs are celebrating as they were before. They're playing different instruments. Um, Sneezy and Dopey are dancing. Grumpy is playing the organ with its little musical pieces opening up and back and forth. And the other dwarfs are playing their instruments. The difference now is that Snow White before was seen on a staircase holding a candle as if she was going up to take a nap or go upstairs. Now she is right alongside of Dopey and Sneezy. Dopey's on top of Sneezy. And she is dancing and twirling along with the dwarfs. In, um, and and is, there's a lot of movement here. In fact, what's kind of interesting is they've, they've in order to hide the turntable, which she's on, uh, behind, underneath her yellow dress or yellow skirt is a kind of a light, a long white, uh, a fanciful slip. It's kind of, um, kind of funky, but again, it's the intention is to hide the, the turntable. Uh, it is daytime. If you look in the first window on one side of the cottage, it is actually daytime outside the window. But as you come around the corner, around uh, Snow White, you'll see that the other window has been darkened as if to suggest nightfall on the other. And in fact, when you exit the cottage, you are therefore in at night uh, from pretty much here in the rest of the attraction. Appropriate because it is a dark ride. A dark ride is labeled such because it uses a heavy amount of fluorescent um, light in order to illuminate everything in the scene. That wasn't the case in the cottage. The cottage was actually um, regularly lit. Um, here we are kind of in a dark cavern. We're going to be in the forest and, and the castle. And so it's going to use a lot more of the um, black light effect, which is, which is uh, very appropriate for what has always been referred to as a dark ride. As you exit the cottage, you'll see that uh, the queen is looking in and she is with her crow and she is examining what's going on inside the home of the seven dwarfs. From there, we depart and head into the cave. We said that in the original version of Snow White's adventures, the cave was a good third of the attraction and included all of what we just described. Now it is only a portion of the attraction, uh, but there is plenty to be seen and the remodeling has really created a beautiful set of effects. You, you enter a diamond mine where a million diamonds shine and you feel it because diamonds are everywhere and they're all aglow in spectacular colors, similar to what you see when you visit the uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Walt Disney World. You'll see the dwarfs, uh, some of the dwarfs. Dopey will wave to you from the right side. He's got two diamonds stuck in his eyes and it's caused several little eyes to appear through the angles of the diamond. You'll see Grumpy is silhouetted um, working with the pickaxe on the, uh, on the mine. And you'll also see Doc is actually straight ahead. Um, as you are kind of moving in that direction. He is examining one of the diamonds. But what you may miss if you don't look left, and I can, you could barely see it as you see the video that I've created 
I wish I had gotten a better image of it. I didn't even realize that the first time I went on the attraction, it was still the second time. Very cool thing. You know how you have an endless hallway when you visit the Haunted Mansion. Well, this is a, kind of an endless mine cave. On the left, it appears to go on and on, and it's a, it's a very clever effect, and it's just, it just speaks to one of many little details that have been added and embellished upon as part of this attraction. It's, it's very lovely. You go through the mine train passing uh, dock, and you return to the forest. You here pass the familiar vultures. They are really the only individuals that remain outside of the forest. We've really removed the trees and so forth. What we're doing is we're turning a corner and entering the castle. In fact, the castle doors or gates open. And here you see the queen before the mirror transforming into the old hag. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's, you know, and, and she changes in one moment as the queen in the mirror turns around and becomes... With this disguise, I'll scare them all. Uh, she becomes the whole old hag. The crow is on the on the side. He is uh, standing on the arm of the throne, uh, which is beautifully decorated. Again, all of this seems to have been improved upon and embellished with the use of black light. Um, it is one of the more familiar, memorable scenes, and it's, it's such a clever, simple effect that occurs uh, with the transformation of the queen into the old hag or witch. Um, from there, we go into the dungeon. The dungeon offers many well-done special effects. It's a little bit more of uh, a, a focus on the effort to create the magic potion than it is on um, dead skeletons sitting in a corner that have been... Um, jailed forever or that were in um in uh in a uh, prison type experience one of the really done well done special effects during this time is uh is simply a large bubbling flask that looks like it's just straight out of the film it looks like it's actively bubbling and creating this this magic potion and then we see the wick witch at the cauldron. Uh, she's holding the apple and inviting us to eat the apple. The apple is is come green. It has that gruesome uh, look, as if it, um, uh, as if you could see um, a face upon the apple. And with this, this is one of the very cool effects. With this, almost bubbling out of the cauldron, comes this this um effect which f it's it's almost like it's almost like the gases or the the potion has flooded over the cauldron and then comes up the walls of the room just kind of sensing and filling the whole area that we're at very very cool effect with uh the use of projection past that we come to another magic mirror and we see the moment in which snow white by looking at the, through the mirror, is eating the apple. And as she takes a bite of the apple, the mirror suddenly breaks into shards of glass. This, too, is a powerfully 
Don projection. You think you're just looking at a magic mirror, uh, when in reality, the mirror itself is all projection and it all breaks apart and it looks very, very effective. And it gives you a sense of eeriness to the moment in which she has fallen into a deep sleep because she has taken the apple. We uh, turn the corner and we see the dwarfs climbing a mountain to try to stop the witch. Now, this scene has actually been moved to an earlier place in the finale of this attraction. A um, couple of things that have made this very different, besides how colorful and well lit with the black light effects and so forth this area is, it has added as an effect with a projection of rain, as if you are in the middle of a storm. Uh, very effective, very simple, but effective. Before you had the old hag at the top and she was releasing either a very large, large, large diamond or boulder uh, of the same size upon the dwarfs. Uh, in this case, you no longer see the old hag. What you see is a projection of her as if from the film, it's an animated uh, piece. You see it in the photo that we have and she is trying to escape and so forth. And the dwarfs are off to try to, to, try to uh, uh, grab her. We turn from that scene and we see the moment in which the prince awakens Snow White with a kiss. And in this moment, I wouldn't call it fiber optics and I wouldn't call it projection, though there might also be a lot of projections involved in the scene. But this glen in which she is being awoken, awaken, woken up, this scene comes alive with tiny little, um, what appears to be tiny little lead lights that just, that just sparkle as if all of, um, all of nature has come to life as Snow White has been, been awoken. Now this, this, image that I have in um, in the it is a Disney image photo by Disney and it was shown in some of the earlier marketing materials and unfortunately I think it added some poor marketing I, I don't know it should have been shown I think it, it, it too much emphasized the fact that she was helpless and depends on a prince in order to rescue her I don't think that's the message of the film I think Snow White lives on in her own values and how she was kind and caring and uh, to others. And, and so I, but notwithstanding, it did cause a little bit of commotion early on. Until you see this attraction, you cannot judge that. It, I think it has done a magnificent job of retelling this uh, event in a little more than two minutes of ride time. From there, we, we move away from where she is being awakened. It darkens and we see another storybook. We see lots of little storybooks throughout this whole thing. And this storybook announces the true love's kiss has awakened Snow White and the good dwarfs literally dance for joy literally dance for joy on the page. They come to life on this page of this book. And in fact, my favorite little tiny moment is that one of the dwarfs throws his hat in the air and it comes out of the illustration and onto the page. It's uh, it's a very cute little thing you have to look for when you 
are riding the attraction. From there, we see Snow White ascending the mountain with her animal friends. Ahead of her is the prince and his horse, and they are heading to the great castle in the distance. And the music, by the way, Snow White has some of the best music, and the music plays through so much of this, but here especially it comes to um, someday my prince will come and the doors of the attraction open. You go back outside, you see another final page of the book, which says uh, essentially they all lived happily ever after. And it has come alive now with so many tiny little fiber optic lights. Again, the whole thing just sparkles. It's as beautiful, it's even more beautiful at night when you come out as it is in the day, but it's still, it's still a beautiful scene. And then finally, uh, as you come to the exit, you see the familiar mural of Snow White and her friends that awaits us there as, as was uh, represented in that position in the 1984 revision. Again, you can see all of this come together when you uh, watch the video that we've provided for this. It emphasizes all these little details. It really is, it has done a magnificent job of really bringing an attraction to life in a way that, I mean, this is a, this is a fifth, this is, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm using the wrong, wrong words. This is a 65 plus year old attraction and it looks fresh and new and beautiful and colorful. The colors in this are just amazing. It is magical. It is emotional. It is memorable. You do not want to miss an experience at Disney. I've always felt like the dark rides play an important role in the parks and couldn't be more true than what you see here with Snow White's Enchanted Wish. My only hope is that they are continuing to move in that same direction with Pinocchio. When you go on to Pinocchio's right next door, you see, and, and uh, I'll have to publish a video for that, but it's not nearly as good because the dark light is just, the objects in that room are just too dark. And even though they did some great little fiber optic effects, when that attraction first came out in 1984. It wasn't part of the original uh, Disneyland attractions in, nine, in 55, like Mr. Toad, Peter Pan, and Snow White. It came out in 84, but it, um, it, and I think it plays too much into the wharf scene and the whale scene. I'd like to see probably a little more emphasis to Gideon and Foulfellow. We're kind of jailed up with Stromboli before we even get down the street with Gideon and Foulfellow. I think an actor's life for me is a fun scene. How can we play that out a little bit? Because it all it, it automatically starts on stage with that. So how could that be played out? Another one to to be revised is the um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It has held its own for so many years, but it too could benefit from some fun some fun tweaks and and Disney magic to it. I will also mention. Uh, Outside of the parameter of Fantasyland in Two Town is um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit's or Roger Rabbit's um, Toontown Spin. It already has had a couple little tweaks to uh, uh, make it a little bit more, um, you might say politically correct, but honestly, a, a little bit more inclusive and a little bit 
one of the scenes was Jessica Rabbit being thrown in the back of a car. Unfortunately, society has replayed that in real life too many times, and I, I think that that should not be played out in a cartoon. And so they've changed that scene, and I, I would welcome some additional changes to that ride and attraction. Um, it, too, could be benefited from the kind of attention and detail that has gone into Snow White's Enchanted Wish. Well, this does it for um, our uh, podcast today. Remember that th we have other Disneyland Resort explorations. I did a big, big revisit of Disneyland since it's reopened. I entitled it New Joy from an Old Friend. And we go into so many little details there. But we also check out in a big review with lots of videos the Avengers Campus. So definitely check that out as well. When you are there at DisneyandPlay.com, please subscribe so that you can get notices of new posts and podcasts coming out. If you can, visit iTunes and offer us a favorable rating and even a review. Uh, a thumbs up really helps us notify others who are searching of what we have to offer. If you like videos that we produce, such as the one here for Snow White, make sure you visit J. Jeff Cober on YouTube because we've got a great um, set of videos there. Subscribe there. And finally, check out our Patreon group, the Wayfinder Society, because for as little as a dollar a month, this group not only helps to support this podcast and attending websites, but also gives you access to one of our Disney at Play interactive guides. So be sure to check that out. We can actually check out some of the interactive guides before you even sign up. You can just check them out. There's some links in our Disney at Play uh, dot com page for this. Again, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you being with us. And in the words of Sinbad's storybook voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.